Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tech Check with Carla and Kruger. I'm your host, Cheryl Carla, and unfortunately, I'm not joined by Lyle today. He is in the producer's chair. But I do have Sean and Davina in the studio with me, and we are going to talk about content creation today. Most of us have smartphones, but not everyone knows how to use a phone for its full potential when it comes to creating content. Hi, guys. Welcome in the studio. Hey, Cheryl. Thanks for having us. Hi, how's it, Cheryl? Good, good. Sean, you are the expert when it comes to all things content at The Citizen. Why don't you kick things off for us and share some of your tips with our listeners? Well, firstly, I'll start by saying that over the past year, there's been a great shift in the way that I create content. It initially started with my DSL camera on a stabilizer with a mic and sometimes it's a bit tedious especially when you're out in the field journalists would know that you can't always just whip that stabilizer out to catch that shot but I've invested in a in a stabilizer as most of you who listen to the show would know what's in my take bag and the stabilizer's been so amazing it's able to shoot in portrait and landscape, and it's got like a little magnet that connects to your phone, and it makes it super quick to just pull your phone out of your pocket, slap it onto the stabilizer via the magnet, and then switch it on, and boom, we can create content. And it's at the tip of your fingers. It's not heavy at all, so even if you have to run, you're not going to have issues, because usually that's what I felt like after a full day of filming. It felt like I was jumping for the whole day because <laughs> picking up that stabilizer and that camera is not light. And then um, I've also opened up more possibilities by subscribing to a professional version of the editing software that I use on my phone. So I know a lot of people are going for CapCut because CapCut's got easy editing templates and they are quite funny, you know. And I actually didn't like CapCut initially. I'm a InShot fan and that's where I've uh, subscribed. So you're only paying about 300 bucks per year, which is less than 100 grand a day. Um, well, less than <laughs> one rand a day. Yeah. It's something that everyone should consider as well because you get some more professional editing templates. You get more transitions than you usually would get. You even get like the templates that you see on CapCut. But now obviously CapCut does it for free. InShot gives it under their paid version. So that's one of the tips that I definitely give guys is that pay for that software. It's not that expensive if you look at it, especially if you're using it for your day-to-day -day job like I do. Or if you have a TikTok page and you want to grow some followers, why not invest? Because it takes money to make followers it does. <laughs> in, this, in, in, in this instance. And it's because of you that I'm actually subscribed to InShot's premium features as well. And exactly. it's been a game changer. And now I've switched to CapCut as well because CapCut has some capabilities that InShot doesn't, like some titles. So you could always edit your video in one platform and then take it into another platform for titles and effects. Nobody's stopping you. There are mm -hmm. no rules when it comes to content creation, especially when you want to be original. You might be able to edit it in CapCut, but then every other person in the world is going to have that little template you have. Like, you know, the one where the chef tosses the bucket and it hits someone on the head and next thing you know, magical video that's happening there. But we've seen that template used over and over. And for you to stand out on social media, you need to be unique. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. So the way for you to be unique 
is to sometimes tap into the paid features because everybody uses the free features. That's and a good point. Another tip when it comes to shooting, so besides using my, my, my stabilizer, wipe your lens. I'm not sure if your phone... <laughs> Ah, that is a good tip. If your phone has that warning, a lot of the new Samsungs come with that warning. So if your lens is dirty, it will show you there that you need to clean your lens. That is the biggest tip I can give to anyone. Clean your lens. A clean lens can do a lot. Sometimes the camera capability comes to the lens after all, the glass that that camera is looking through. So if your glass is hazy and there's a little bit of sunlight reflecting onto that glass, you're going to see that hazy in your video. Sometimes I even, well, in my camera bag, you guys would know that I have a microfiber cloth. And that is something that I always hook into my belt buckle. So when I go to an event, I just unhook it, wipe my lens back into my belt buckle. And then that way I can't lose it and it's quick to access. And your lens can get dirty very quickly. You could just be taking it off the stabilizer and boom, fingerprint on your lens. So that's something everyone has got to look out for. Make sure your lens is clean. I have a very controversial question for you. When you shoot content, horizontal or vertical? Because we started shooting videos in landscape mode when YouTube was all the rage. And I remember some of the snobby responses back in the day when you would shoot a vertical video and upload it to YouTube. But now we've gone back to shooting in vertical with Instagram and TikTok and YouTube shorts. So, horizontal or vertical? So, there's different ways that you can do it and it's going to be different for everybody. First things first is that you can shoot in horizontal and you can just upscale it to 4K. So what happens is if you upscale it to 4K, you'd still be able to edit that video in vertical because the aspect ratio is going to be 2550 if I'm not mistaken. So you'd be able to stretch your horizontal 4K video into a vertical video. How I do it, I prefer to shoot the video in horizontal and when I'm done, I shoot a separate video for vertical. Reason being, I don't like the framing. So you're never going to get your framing right if you're shooting in horizontal. Because you must know your framing is very... You have to get it perfectly. And now because you're shooting in vertical, it's not as wide as it would usually be. So you don't get everything you'd usually get with horizontal. So what looks good in horizontal is not going to look good in vertical. I can guarantee you. Do yourself a favor and consider shooting in both aspect ratios. So when it comes to interviews, I don't mind shooting in uh, horizontal because I can crop that person and it's just going to take a bit of their shoulders off maybe, but you'd still see their face. If you do a car in horizontal and try and switch it to vertical, you are not going to get what you want. Because you're focusing on that light, that bumper, that wheel. Now when you crop it, you're only going to see the headlight or the wheel. And you're going to have to choose, am I going for headlight or wheel? It's your choice. You can choose how you'd prefer to shoot it. But in my perspective, I think it's better to shoot both. And I always shoot horizontal and vertical as separate videos. I also shoot both, but it's such a slip. So if I, if I have a preference, I would go for shooting in vertical Although you make a good point, <laughs> I will consider shooting in horizontal as my main attempt. Another thing, and uh, this is something that we hear a lot from a lot of people. My camera is not good enough. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that's not true at all. 
maybe I'm lying there by saying it's not true at all because at night when you have a terrible camera, it's going to show. Nighttime shooting, you'll see how bad the camera is. But if you shoot in daylight and you've got a stabilizer, it's very likely that you're going to have crisp and clear footage. Even from an old iPhone 5, those phones did well in the daylight and most phones perform well in the daylight. It's not about the equipment. It's just about you need to think what you're going to shoot. You need to make sure that it's visually pleasing. And don't go for these long clips that are going to bore people. I've sometimes learned some of the most viral clips would be a 12-second video or a 15-second video. Videos that go over that time. WhatsApp obviously has a status limit of 30 seconds. So if you go over that time, you're not going to see the full video firstly. So that is about the, the, the golden time that you are aiming for, that 28 second clip, because then it would still keep people's interest. It would not be too long. And that's what you want, because often you, you're looking for that audience retention. So when you're looking at your YouTube or your TikTok, audience retention is always one of the main things that comes up under your engagement tab. So you want your audience to be engaged and you want them to be retained. So if your audience retention is like, let's say, for instance, you have a 15 second clip and it shows that the average percentage viewed is 115%. That means that your audience has been retained for a full video, plus they still watch 15% again, which could be another four seconds. So they actually watch your full video and then watch it again. Maybe there was a part that, that intrigued them and then, you know, that is what you want. You want your audience retained. This is something I want to focus on and, and master because I'm struggling with it. I see a lot of people have a really good transition between the end of the video and the beginning of the video. So you start the video, you watch it, you get to the end and you don't realize the transition is so smooth from the end to the beginning. You don't realize that it starts again. That's something that I need to work on myself. But sorry, Davina, you wanted to say. I was saying, like, I mean, isn't that the hallmark of content now where it's immediate gratification, so short videos that just kind of deliver that information as quickly as possible, mm. easily digestible. That's going to retain your audience. Yeah, to the point and short, yeah. concise. Yeah, That's what most creators are looking at nowadays keeping it shorter, keeping it sweeter. So that's what I basically do in my interviews as well. Like if I'm at an event and I'm asking for an interview, with, I ask them to, okay, explain this in a nutshell, keep it under 30 seconds. That really helps as well. And I mean, it's... You don't want to be over bogged down with information. I mean, as a consumer myself, I can't watch till the end. Sometimes I just fast forward just to get to the actual point of it. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any specific apps or tools or techniques that you would recommend for our listeners? I would say harness natural lighting as much as possible. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm by no means a professional like Sean. I am very amateur, but I try to embed a lot of multimedia into my pieces these days. And the one thing that, that helps me to create content is some of the old tricks I've learned in photography. A rule of thirds, you know, learning how to create that mise-en-scene. A rule of thirds is big for me. And natural lighting, always have your back to the sun. Also using a window. Always have your back to the window and your subject or focus in front of the window. So it's that natural lighting that would just help so much, especially when Sean was speaking about your phone quality. It doesn't matter what your phone call, your camera quality is is like. I mean, with natural lighting, you can you can pretty much get good quality content with that. 
Yeah, some of the most viral videos that you've seen out there are not the best quality videos. That's something people must understand. Some of them weren't even shot using a stabilizer. I think authenticity sells. Yes, yes that's definitely. What it is, yeah, totally. The more raw it is, the more believable it is as well. I mean, you don't want to feel like you've been sold to. I would spend hours editing TikTok videos, and then they don't bring in traffic at all. But that one video recorded in 10 seconds without putting any thought into it, that's the one that gains traffic. I actually think my most viewed TikTok video was the last minute of the comrades last year. Just recorded the last minute before the bell goes off. And that was, I don't know, I think I've close to 40,000 views, which for me, that's a lot. I'm now, a, I would watch that because that is raw and authentic. It is yeah. because you actually see how people push to get, they know that it's a few seconds before the bell goes off. And even the comments on that video, that was the highest that was the highest engagement rate I've ever had on any one of my videos. And on the Citizens page, the Citizens TikTok account, one of the highest engaging videos that time, uh, during that time, was the runners who had to walk up the flight of stairs after they did the comrades. <laughs> I'd watch that too. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's one of the best videos that the Citizens had. Yes. One of its first viral videos, and it was such a simple video, not a single edit besides the text on the video. Mm -hmm. And then our, our journalist added that spooky music to it, which just topped it all off. Because yes. I'm sure once people heard the music, saw that video, they it must have fit. been laughed. Because I'm mm. sure many runners shared that amongst their running groups and stuff like that. And at the time it was trending, that's what blew up. So with tips with regards to equipment and getting viral videos, that is one of the big things. What we just spoke about now finding topics that are trending at that specific moment and then having video tied to those topics. So let's take, for instance, it's the end of the Premier League season now. Arsenal's been chasing all season and they seemed like they were going to be the likely winners. And then Man City comes at the last two game weeks and takes that win out of Arsenal's hands. So a lot of the content I've been seeing is jokes about Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that too. End of season Arsenal playlist, you know. It's been doing so well because it's a trending topic at the moment. And how would people find trending topics if they don't know where to look? So if you go into your TikTok menu, on the top right-hand corner, there's three little lines there which would bring down a drop-down menu with your creator tools and analytics. So you'd go into your analytics and in your analytics, you'd be able to see what content it usually shows for the last seven days, which content was viral, which content wasn't viral, which content uh, was trending. But obviously your plan would be to look for new viral content and new ways to make that content reach more people. Don't think about it too much just do I think it that's the best tip don't think don't, don't, don't overthink yeah. it just do it <laughs> don't think about it too much just do it yeah <laughs> i'm speaking here like i'm a content like i'm a professional content creator when i'm really not <laughs> the only only technical tips i i can share that i've been trying out myself and i found that it's helped a lot is i flip my phone upside down I flip it upside down so that the lens is lower to the ground and then i go low if the lens is lower to the ground you get a different perspective because most of our phones today, the main camera is a wide-angle lens. 
And some of them even have the ultra-wide lens or the tele-lens. So when you lower your phone, you lower this perspective, these lenses are good for showing scale. And I find this is especially good for street photography and architecture. And especially since I love street photography and black and white photos, it brings an extra depth to your photo. So by lowering the camera angle, it also accounts for focal length and it reduces distortion. And also, like you said, lighting is very important. Mm -hmm. But I take that one step further by looking for reflections, whether it's in a water puddle or on a metal surface. If you find a reflection, you can just step back a little bit, give it a wider angle I mean, your photos just look so much better when you have a reflection to play off of. And then I think my last tip would be <laughs> before you do anything, make sure you have enough storage on your phone. <laughs> and there's nothing more frustrating than trying to record something and then your phone pops up this little thingy that says you've run out of storage and then you have to delete or back up while you're missing the important moment that you wanted to record. So just make sure you have enough storage on your phone. <laughs> and with storage, power Make sure your yes. phone is charged. Make sure you have power <laughs> banks with you. Yeah, no, I can agree on the storage run because a couple of months ago I decided to do like a two-hour vlog on my phone. Then I decided <laughs> to vlog. edit that vlog on my phone because it was just quicker. But then when I needed to export it, this thing needed like 150 gigs free on my phone. So that's basically half of my storage. And I had to delete everything, back it up to OneDrive first, and then delete it all just so I could export that one video. Because obviously it uses up some of the memory as like temp memory. And that may have been one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made on my phone. Be careful of how big you make that video. So be careful not to make it too long. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I back my, my photos up to Google Photos. Yeah. But even then, I still did sometimes forget to delete it from my phone. And then it's just such a mission to clear up space while I'm trying to shoot something. So there you have it, folks. Some expert advice on how to use your smartphone to create amazing content. A big thanks to Sean and Davina for joining us today. Thank you for the invite. It was awesome being here. We will be back next week with another exciting topic. Listen to us on citizen.coza or follow the Citizen News on Noyono FM. That's all for this week. Until next time, stay awesome, Gotham. Initiating shutdown. Shutting down systems.